0: And the Extra Point is good.
1: Welcome in to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at kdos1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. It is Friday. It is January 12th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro here with you up until 1 o'clock today as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays as a programming reminder here for you though. No show on uh, Monday I should say next Monday uh, in celebration of Martin Luther King Day. Uh, But we will be with you up until 1 o'clock today. Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. You know it. Von Hansen's it's not your normal meat market. Craft beer, wine, spirits and amazing treats for your four-legged friends. Pay them a visit over at 2390 North Alma School Road in chandler we'll have the 100 dollars gift certificate available to you a little bit later on in today's show and as a reminder if you are today's winner make sure you come with your weekend play we're looking to get back in the winners column to get things started here in the year 2024 But let's set the scene, though, with today's poll questions, and we'll get things started with the KDOS1060.com poll question. Uh, Yesterday, we dove heavy into the announcement of Nick Saban's retirement, into the announcement of the Patriots moving on from head coach Bill Belichick. The question today at KDOS1060.com, which legendary coach will be more difficult to replace? And right now, Nick Saban is running away with this thing. 85% of the vote, Bill Belichick trailing at 15%.
0: I don't think there's any argument here, quite frankly, that Belichick's the greatest NFL coach ever and Saban's the greatest college coach ever. Uh, They combined to win 13 championships. And uh, uh, this morning, uh, the Patriots, I'm sure they probably – you know decided this long before this morning but it was uh you know the news broke this morning that they decided that uh yeah you know, recent linebackers coach and former linebacker of the Patriots Gerard Mayo is going to succeed Belichick Kayla you being the uh resident uh Patriots fan here what do you think of uh the Mayo uh, succeeding Belichick news
1: yeah I I think it's I think it's good um So it it does sound like they have certainly identified Gerard Mayo and really liked a lot that what he's been able to do because they didn't go through a normally hiring process. And the reason they were able to circumvent all of that is when they reworked his contract last off season, it was written in there that there is a succession plan and that's why he was named the next head coach so quickly without going through the traditional hiring process. I think, Uh, In terms of Gerard Mayo as a player, I mean, goodness gracious, he was unbelievable out there on the field. And that translated as well into what he was doing coaching-wise. It's kind of hard sometimes with the Patriots because, uh, you know, his official title was – inside linebackers coach or linebackers coach but he was doing so much more than just that he was calling the defense he was uh the defensive coordinator uh and it just sounds like there were a lot of players that really uh respected his game plans really respect how he connects with them uh so i think it makes a lot of sense here to go in that particular particular direction but i'm also curious here because you name him so what's the next direction then in terms of talent evaluation and where are you going for your scouting and your general manager moves it, let me
0: ask one more question. Going back to the Mayo thing, that obviously means that Mike Vrabel is not even in the mix. And uh, while Vrabel didn't, if I remember, if I remember this correctly, I don't think he was a member of the coaching staff in New England, but he certainly, obviously, was a big-time player for some of their you know, Super Bowl championships. Are you surprised, or should they maybe at least chatted with Vrabel about this job before they went with Mayo?
1: Um. That's a good question because it really seems like Robert Kraft had identified Gerard Mayo because he was in the mix there last year for the Panthers job. He took his name out of consideration, I think, because there were some guarantees that we really like you and this is the direction that we want to go. Um, I think when you look at Robert Kraft in his career, he – NFL and everything else he's done business wise he is uh not afraid to go after what what he wants and he's convicted in his decisions so I don't really know that Vrabel becoming available really wavered uh his interest level in Mayo
0: Okay, one other thing you got to update me on this here. Was it this year that Rabel was back there for a game? Was that for some, I don't know if it was a Ring of Honor or whatever. Yeah, he was he there was, for something.
1: He was inducted into the Ring of Honor there. Uh, it was okay. during the Titans bye week.
0: Okay, so in, he was in Crafts Box, I remember. That was this year, right? So, yeah, it was not that long ago.
1: And I would have to say that just in general conversation right that there was probably hey how are things going in Tennessee and you know Vrabel (laughs) in some way shape or form says "Uh, I have no real connection with the general manager Uh, exactly (laughs) so
0: whatever his name is I don't I don't have a connection with him
1: so (laughs) I think that it was probably well known that there would be if there were a mutual interest that some way shape or form people the right people would have known
0: okay so i just thought that those were pertinent questions to ask and you're the right person to ask them to
1: yeah so i think the next step for me is you know just the the scouting and obviously mayo coming from a defensive background and i think uh you could talk about the overall talent on the patriots roster and uh both sides of the ball, but they really were able to scheme effectively on the defensive side of the ball, especially when you lost Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez and the promise that he shows there at the corner position. Mm-hmm. But now on the offensive side of the ball, what direction are they going to go? Right. Do they value Bill O'Brien enough to say, you know, we identified him, bringing him in, thinking we're giving him the keys to the offense here for quite some time? We realize Mac Jones or the quarterback. Uh, on the roster is not the quarterback of the future or do they change up philosophy entirely
0: i would uh advocate changing offensive coordinator and quarterback
1: um yeah uh, it's it's gonna be i think that part is what's more fascinating to me than necessarily uh mayo getting the head coaching job that almost seemed like once it became uh the reality now the rest of it is more interesting agree twitter or x at kdos am 1060 who wins sunday night in detroit the lions or the rams we will be dissecting this game of course a part of friday spread brought to you by von hansen's meats and spirits lions 56.3 percent of the vote rams 43.8 percent
0: and this game's been pretty much sitting with the lions a three-point favorite for the majority of the week little juice at a couple places uh, on the uh, on the, uh, on the Lions side of things this morning. so But it's going to take a lot for especially an NFL playoff game, even an NFL regular season game, for a an odds maker and a bookmaker to get off a three and move a game to three and a half.
1: As I mentioned, uh, we'll be dissecting that game here as part of Friday spread and also we will officially answer the poll question around 1230 today. Kyle Sapi of Pro Football Network is set to join us uh, around 1215 today to chat NFL props for Super Wild Card Weekend as well as the playoffs in general. There's a reset of some of the uh, prop markets just specifically to the playoffs so we'll dive into all of that with Kyle around 1215 today and Friday spread by Vonhan Hanson's Meats and Spirits, the $100 gift certificate up for grabs today. Want to highlight the weekend specials over at Von Hanson's Meats and Spirits. USDA Choice Certified Angus Beef Tri-Tip Roast at $12.99 a pound. The Spatchcock Cut Chickens at $2.99 a pound. Packer Brats, which are green chilies and cheddar cheese at five ninety nine a pound, and Cowboy Burgers, which is bacon, onions, cheddar cheese at five ninety nine a pound. They're located two three nine zero North Alma School Road in Chandler. Uh, before we go heavy football news, football games. Wanted to touch on the Phoenix Suns from last night as they topped the Lakers one twenty seven to one oh nine. And I have been the one mainly. I guess harping on this point that it seems like in the losses for the Suns we've been hearing frequently that we have to play with more urgency there has to be a sense of urgency or some combination form with the word urgency involved and my question was with the the big three who's going to step up and kind of show that urgency and at some point uh, are you going to be able to turn it up a notch, get the game started with the appropriate energy level that you need, but then also to have that sustained because we've seen some fourth-quarter demises this season for the Suns. But they certainly brought that energy to begin with. They made their first two shots. They ultimately scored 36 points in the first quarter, and it included a really hot start from Devin Booker, who had 17 of his 31 there in the first.
0: Yeah, they had two huge runs in this game 15 to 1 in the first half and 14 to 1 in the second half. And, uh, you know, I've been the one that's been harping on. I don't really think it matters what the big three do because I don't think the other 12 or so players on the roster are very good.
1: Uh, yeah and and, you know certainly the lead being 27 points heading into the fourth quarter the, the Lakers never really had much of an answer when it came to the big three Booker was 31 points Bradley Beal 37 14 of 21 but I think the big thing to highlight 8 of 10 from 3 KD 18 points he was 7 of 12 from the floor LeBron was held to 10 points on 3 of 11 and Anthony Davis held to 13 points 6 of 11 and 5 rebounds but for the Lakers here they have some massive questions uh the one their energy level didn't seem to be of inspired basketball team and the vote of confidence that continues to come uh it was brought up a couple of different times on the broadcast as well from Jeannie Buss uh for darvin ham
0: and uh, she, apparently she gave him the vote uh the 400th vote of confidence again after the game uh, so that's what's going on from them, and she's the one that counts. And you know, I don't think, uh, if I remember correctly, she's not battling with her brother for you know, who's in control of making decisions anymore, uh, which was obviously a problem for a few years there. Uh, but you know, she's in charge, and she seems to be in complete support of Ham, including after the game last night. Uh, man, if we were doing LA talk show radio, I mean, I've been all over the suns. So can, can you imagine the level I'd be over the Lakers at this point? And yeah, I don't know, uh, the, the, the TNT shot in the fourth quarter when the Lakers are getting slaughtered of, uh, LeBron and the Anthony Davis joking around on the sidelines. Uh, you know, my first impression was that a, they, they must think about as much of the regular season as I do, because I think the regular season is somewhat of a joke. And they were joking in the fourth quarter when they were getting slaughtered on national television. Uh, but, you know, this is clearly a team that uh, has some uh, dysfunctional issues, and I'm not sure that their roster has been greatly constructed, even though I actually thought during the offseason they did some pretty good things. And last year, remember, at this time, they weren't very good at this time last year, but they also they had an excellent trade deadline. And they made, they made trades for guys that actually helped them. I think a lot of people forget they got to the Western Conference Finals last year. They got swept by the Nuggets, but they still made it to the Western Conference Finals. And that team looks you know, basically the same players. They look nothing close to what we saw last night. And I guess what people have been watching when they've watched the Lakers throughout a large chunk of the season. And since they won the in-season tournament, they've been horrible. I think they're 3-8 and eight or something since then. They're really bad.
1: A couple of things to note there. Um, Yeah, you're not the only one that kind of had the prevailing thought of, uh, okay, so the Lakers made it to the Western Conference uh, Finals. They saw what they needed to do, had a pretty good offseason, so the expectations were that they were really going to be uh, solid contenders in the West moving forward. And it's kind of been uh, up and down the in-season tournament win, but since then uh, they're in total for the season. Below 500, uh, and then the other thing of note too is that uh, you talked about them showing TNT the broadcast showing uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter there, and overall the game not highly competitive. They had to have probably been incredibly frustrated with their doubleheader last night because the Celtics-Bucks game was (laughs) not competitive. They actually went away from it. Ernie Johnson kind of had a a comment of, we're trying to find a game that has some competitive nature to it because they started rattling off a couple of scores, settled on the Knicks and the uh, Mavs, even though that was a 20-point game at the time that they joined in progress. And he promised us that we were going to have a more competitive contest for the late night, and uh, that didn't come to fruition.
0: Well, I guess it, uh, it's technically, you know, point spread-wise, I guess it was, right? So uh, there's that. But, uh, yeah, once again, two more exhibits. Why uh, my longtime belief is that the NBA regular season is a waste of time, and these are just the exhibits from last night, uh, the latest two.
1: The Suns they're sitting at 20 and 18 on the season. Just an overview of where things stand in the West. The T-Wolves are 26 and 11. The Thunder 26 and 11. The Nuggets now 26 and 13. The Clippers surging to 24 and 13. The Kings 23 and 14. And the Pelicans sitting at 23 and 15. That line of play-in demarcation. The Mavs sitting at 23 and 16. The Suns 20 and 18. The Rockets 18 and 18. And the Lakers there at 19 and 20 tossing it on over to the east the celtics 29 and 9 this is interesting though they're 18 and 0 at home so all nine of their losses so far have been on the road the bucks 26 and 12 76ers 23 and 13 the pacers 22 and 15 the Cavs 22 and 15 the knicks 22 and 16 that play in spot the heat 21 and 16 the magic 21 and 16 the bulls then 18 and 21 and the nets at 16 and 22.
0: Yeah, okay. I've, I was sort of following along there. But, uh, you know, once again, uh, it's kind of news to me what these standings are because I rarely look at them. Like uh, I walked at the Western Conference standings for the first time this season uh, a couple of days ago.
1: Well, there you have it. The Suns, uh, they are a playoff team right now.
0: Well, I know where they're at, but I didn't really, I've never had, this season I had not gone through and just even read one through 15 uh, until yesterday's show, actually, either Wednesday or Thursday's show, one of those two days. And I mentioned at that point, at least during the sports zone, I would be stunned if I bring that up again before the trade deadline, which is like in three weeks, three or four weeks, first week of February, I think it is this year or shortly thereafter.
1: The Phoenix Suns will play again on Sunday. They'll be in Portland taking on the Trailblazers. On the other side of the break...
0: Oh, sorry. It seems like they play the Trailblazers like every day. It's like the 53rd meeting this year with the Trailblazers.
1: There's been a lot of... Well, I guess we made a bigger deal about preseason, too, because DA is first time back. That's a good so point. Maybe that's, that's that, where that's it's true. in our minds.
0: That's but a good point.
1: Friday spread <laughs> is next.
0: Bringing you the latest sports topics weekly right here on KDUS AM 1060 with me. The Doug Gottlieb Show, 1 3 p.m.
1: To Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app right now through the month of January app contest. Download the KDOS 1060 app, register. That's the key component. Make sure you register so we know who you are to potentially uh, get yourself eligible for six throw hoops tickets from downtown Phoenix. Food and beverage is included. We'll have those uh, winners at the end of the month so follow along with the listener rewards with the kdos 1060 app it is friday spread brought to you by von hansen's meats and spirits and it's super wild card weekend and we're going to get things started here momentarily but uh this has been i'm sure you've seen it numerous times because they certainly are not shy about publicizing it that this is the first nfl playoffs without manning or brady since 1998
0: well, apparently, I have been watching what everybody else is watching because that's the first I knew that I knew about that, oh, well, <laughs> so very I didn't good. even realize I did not even realize that, so um, I don't think yeah, 1998, man, okay,
1: yeah, wow. so we've been talking about ends of eras, legends stepping away. We have another end of an era. I guess that's just the theme of the week here.
0: Yeah, okay, good deal.
1: All right, the NFL Super Wildcard Weekend gets started on Saturday. It's the Browns and the Texans, a 2.30 start on NBC. Browns minus 2.5, Texans plus 2.5, over-under sitting at 44.5. A couple of different things to point out in terms of home versus road splits. C.J. Stroud home, 65.5% completion percentage, 2,486 yards, 17 touchdowns, 4 picks. C.J. Stroud on the road, 62%. Completion percentage, 1,622 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. The next thing to compare road versus home, the Browns' defense. Overall, the team has an 8-1 and one record. Their opponents average 13.9 points per game, 29.9% third down conversion rate, 81.8% fourth down conversion rate. On the road, they're 3-5, and five. opponents 29.6 points Ooh. per game, Thirty-three point six percent third down conversion rate and forty-two point nine percent fourth down conversion rate.
0: Okay, uh, so I've been talking about the Browns' road defense for a while. I'll get to more on that in a couple of minutes here. I got a lot of stuff on this game, so bear with me, folks. Uh, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady may be gone, but Joe Flacco will never go away. Apparently, uh, he has seven career road playoff wins and never lost a wild card game. Uh, they just played on December the 24th and you know, that was, uh, you know, CJ Stroud did not play in that game for the Texans, by the way, but Flacco was 27 of 42, three sixty three touchdowns, two picks. And that's in the Mario Cooper game. He had 11 catches for 265 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, pretty amazing. Flacco is four and one as a starter this year for the Browns. And, uh, yeah, lots of injuries with the Browns, though. Lots going on here. Cooper uh, is back. He was a full participant in the Thursday practice, not even listed on the injury report after he missed the last two games with a heel injury. However, their place kicker, Dustin Hopkins, is out with a hamstring injury. Their top three tackles at the start of the season are all done, uh, at least for a while. I mean, uh, you know, Conklin's out for the season uh jedrick wills is on ir right now dewan jones right tackle who replaced conklin he's out denzel ward tweaked his knee during a thursday practice he's listed as questionable as of thursday afternoon grant bell uh delpit uh who had the groin injury he missed he's missed the last four games he was actually listed as a limited participant on wednesday and thursday but then later on Thursday, he was officially ruled out of this game for tomorrow, so he will apparently not be playing. As far as the Houston side of things, as I mentioned, Stroud didn't play that first game. He was uh, that was part of you know, he missed a couple of games because of a concussion, and uh, he is the fifth rookie quarterback Stroud that is facing a number one ranked defense in a postseason game. The first four are winless; none of them have ever won one of these games. As far as the uh, Texans go, several key injuries for them on defense. Will Anderson with a high ankle sprain. Jonathan Grenier, who's uh, their best pass rusher. Uh, Both those guys are questionable. I think they're going to try to play, but none of them. They were not uh, out there yesterday. And Jimmy Ward, uh, their best safety is on IR, and he's not going to play for sure. As far as a wager in this game, I like the over. 44.5 seemed to be the standard number that I found uh, at least earlier in the week. Um, yeah, I favored the over before all these defensive injuries on both sides of the ball, quite frankly. And as you mentioned, Cleveland's allowed 29 points per game on, on the road. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring and fun game.
1: Uh, I have a couple of other stats. Uh, This is just a stat. Quarterbacks making their first playoff start versus quarterbacks with playoff experience are 17-35-1 ATS and and 17-36 straight up. Also, if Flacco, and you mentioned how he's not going away, uh, wins Saturday, he'd surpass Brady for most road playoff wins by a starting quarterback with seven. So that is potentially something, history on the line for Joe Flacco.
0: Okay, let me add one more thing. I don't know you don't have the breakdown for this, and you know, I don't even know where I could find this out. But you know that uh, you know the you know playoff experience against the non-playoff experience for the quarterbacks. I wonder how much of that is uh, almost at least in the last twenty years all Brady against guys that didn't have playoff experience. It's got to be an astronomical number just with those with those two, that that comparison of that uh, those two things right there.
1: You're probably spot on with that. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be
0: insane. Yeah. It's got to be ridiculous because they faced a lot of guys that hadn't, played, hadn't been in the playoff game before in a lot of those Super Bowl runs.
1: The last time the Texans made the playoffs, 2020. Last time the Browns made the playoffs, 2020. So there we go. Uh, and then we had teased along the teaser – for yesterday when i talked about the uh, oh, yeah. cowboys and the packers contest teasing the cowboys down to minus one and a half so then what was the other leg well the other leg here uh the texans teasing them up to eight and a half okay so there we go that's i just i, the just, teaser. Want, I
0: just want a high scoring game <laughs> i'll be reading for you on the side if i remember that's the key, if I remember. I, I, if I remember, I'll be definitely pulling for you. Thank but, you. Uh, yeah, we, we established many, many years ago, long before you were even hear on planet Earth that I'm all about me
1: moving into the saturday contest the dolphins and the chiefs it's a 6 15 game on peacock only dolphins plus four and a half chiefs minus four and a half over under sitting at 44 Uh, early in the week it was slated to be zero degrees negative with the wind chill as the week has gone on here it's now possibly going to be just straight up negative degrees Uh, it could potentially have implications for being one of the coldest games if not the coldest game in nfl playoff history right now the coldest game on record is the ice bowl in 1967 yeah. in green bay when it was minus 13 and a wind chill of minus 48 in all five nfl playoff games have hit below zero degrees i'll stop there with the weather
0: well, I just heard the thing on NFL Network during the break that uh, the latest that they have as of a few minutes ago is minus 30 wind chill at uh, kickoff. And this is uh, going to get colder because it's a night game. It's going to get colder as the game goes on. That was like a kickoff you know, temperature type of thing.
1: Man, could you imagine being like, oh, we have to come out for the second half?
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember once when I lived in Chicago, the wind chill was in the 20s. Uh, yeah, and I remember... I had an apartment building and I had to walk across just a driveway to get to my car my my garage. My carport garage. It was a it was a garage, not a carport. And I just remember walking across that and I thought my legs were just gonna fall off just being frozen walking thirty feet. I mean it was insane.
1: Oof. Uh, that I- was
0: like in nineteen ninety nine. I remember like it was five minutes ago. It was so such a, a horrible memory. <laughs>
1: Um, on the road this season, the Dolphins, they lost by an average of 26 points to the three playoff teams that they'll face. I didn't count the Chiefs loss in the Germany contest. I threw that one out there. So it was just, uh, the, the bills on the road there, as well as, um, the, uh, the, eagles on the road and the and so that's what i was factoring in there when i was talking about playoff and physical teams raheem Mostert, though 0.61 yards over expected per attempt devon achan eight point two point eight seven yards over expected per attempt meanwhile the chiefs defense ranks 24th in yards after contact per rush at 2.96 that they're giving up however you factor in chris jones 10 and a half sacks in the team with 57 total sacks uh there's certainly going to be some things there for the chiefs defensively
0: yeah i'll throw in a little more on the cold weather angle here too is uh only had one so-called cold weather game in his career. He's also zero and four in his four in his four career games of 45 degrees or lower. Uh, this is obviously going to be substantially more than that. He's also lost five fumbles this season, no matter what the weather is. Tyreek Hill needs now leads the NFL in drop passes this week after a couple more drop passes last week, even though. I will say it seems like the metrics people never seem to agree from you know, group to group of what a drop pass is. As far as injuries, a bunch of them. Xavier Howard for the Dolphins, best corner, uh, second best corner, but one of the best corners in the league, uh, ruled out officially yesterday with a foot injury. They have four players listed as questionable, uh, including uh, Jalen Waddell, you mentioned Mostert, uh, Javon Holland and uh, Deshaun Elliott, so they could be missing three or their four defensive backs in this game, uh, and also they're for you know ba- they basically their pass rushers have been wiped out. Yeah, you know, Chubb and Phillips and Van Ginkle, they're all out of this game, and uh, in some cases with Chubb obviously out for the season and Phillips out for the season too. The uh, Chiefs now have 28 turnovers uh, this season. The first time they played. Uh, earlier this year, the Chiefs' defensive backs got very physical with the Miami receivers, and that was very effi- uh, very effective because two is a rhythm passer, and they missed he missed some deep open throws in that game. But he was thrown off uh, off his uh, cadence or whatever the right term would be. As far as injuries for the uh, Chiefs, uh, just a couple of wide receivers uh, for the most part. Uh, Justin Ross with a hamstring, and uh, Kadarius Tony with a hip and ankle are questionable. But Jared McKinnon is out on a, he's on IR, and he's doubtful to return for the postseason, according to Andy Andy Reid. And McKinnon's been a big part of the Chiefs in the uh, late season, in the regular season, and the uh, in the playoffs for them. Uh, I actually still like the Chiefs a little bit. Not betting this, but just kind of a uh, you know basically a lean here, uh, laying the points in this game. I really wanted to go against both of these teams for weeks, but yeah, you know, they're actually playing each other.
1: It's interesting because this Chiefs game, if you were on the Chiefs side of things, you've obviously missed the the best number at this point. It's just uh, going away from you.
0: Yes, that is very true, and I missed it, so I wasn't going to play it anyway. But uh, just a lean to Kansas City, no wager.
1: Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. We'll continue with the Sunday slate of games on the other side of the break for Super Wildcard Weekend in the NFL. But pay our friends at Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits a visit. Hey, guess what? It's a three day weekend, too. So you could really be doing some good grilling uh, with Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. <laughs>
0: KDUS AM 1060 is the home to the Dan Patrick Show,
1: the Doug Gottlieb
0: Show, and SportsMap Radio. Catch all, all the sports Map here on AM 1060. 1140
1: here on Kdos AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at kdos1060.com and with the Kdos 1060 app. It's Friday. It's January 12th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro here with you. Continuing Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Not your normal meat market, craft beer, wine, spirits, and amazing treats for your four-legged friends. 2390 North Alma School in Chandler included in their weekend specials this weekend Packer fans, Packer brats, green chilies and cheddar cheese 5.99 a pound and cowboy burgers for your cowboy fans, back, bacon, onions, cheddar cheese at 5.99 a pound. That's at vonhansen'smeats.net. Let's continue with the Sunday slate of games and to get things started 11:02 a.m. on uh CBS, I believe Steelers and Bills plus nine and a half Steelers Bills minus nine and a half over under sitting at thirty four and a half. Uh, First of all, I guess since we have to continue we've hit that portion of the calendar where weather is impactful, uh, there is a winter advisory in effect with potentially seven or more inches of snow expected
0: and winds up to 40 miles per hour in this game, according to NFL Network this morning uh attempts in the 20s and uh this could be a whiteout by the end of the game
1: uh yeah and then we've talked about it before too uh orchard park and that uh what is it new era stadium just in general how windy it is on a quote-unquote calm day can you imagine what it's going to be like uh, with 40 mile an hour winds
0: yeah, preseason games. You wonder about the wind if, if you if you get deep into it. It's a windy place for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know if anything to do with uh, Niagara Falls or whatever, but that is a one of the uh, windy places. You always check out the wind, no matter what time of the year it is for Buffalo game, home games for sure.
1: When it comes to the Steelers here, no T.J. Watt, and it seems like the Steelers win with Watt and they don't win when he's not playing. Uh, but statistically, the Steelers... One,
0: one in ten straight up when he doesn't play.
1: Whew. Uh, the Steelers pressure quarterbacks on 37.7% of dropbacks with Watt on the field. It drops down to 28.1% with him not on the field. That's over the last two seasons. When you look at those numbers, the first one, 37.7%, ranks fourth. The second one, 28.1%, ranks last.
0: Yeah, that's a big difference. Needless to say, also Mike Tomlin on Tuesday announced that Mason Rudolph, with his three and zero record and two hundred uh, excuse me twenty seven yards per game, I'll get this right twenty seven points per game. Uh, let me start that over. They're three and zero when he started, and they've averaged twenty seven points per game. Uh, Tom announced that uh, Rudolph will be the starting quarterback. I'm not buying it. Uh, what he's done so far is against Seattle's defense, which is atrocious, Cincinnati's defense, which was really never very good at any point this season for the most part, and then last week in bad weather against Baltimore's backup, so I'm not buying the Mason Rudolph hype.
1: Mason Rudolph, I have a few stats here. 74.3% of his pass is completed, 719 yards. And he's thrown for 12.2 yards per attempt when he's not pressured. But when he is pressured, it drops to 6.2 yards per attempt. Uh, so again keep that and factoring that in mind how much of the game plan is even going to involve a lot of downfield throws if the wind is as bad as it is expected to be uh so therefore when you shift things over to what uh the Steelers are trying to do has Najee Harris found something here in the last couple of games
0: yeah but I'm just again those defenses they faced are garbage um you know I'm just gonna get to the bottom line they sucked uh so i don't really care what the pittsburgh offense has done i don't care who the quarterback is i don't care who's calling plays i don't care who the coordinator is I think their offense is not very good and i don't think it's going to good get uh nearly good this week and the weather can't help that at all and uh we'll see how it goes as far as that goes as far as a couple of pittsburgh injuries uh some good news on the defensive side for them though minka fitzpatrick with the knee and uh, landon roberts with the peck uh, they were both full participants at practice on thursday
1: uh in addition to that here for the bills james cook in the running game they rank second in rushing attempts when you just conclude with weeks 12 through 18. so they have certainly been trying to get the ground game more involved
0: that's true unfortunately though starting left tackle deon dawkins who's a really good player and has had an elite season this year he had to leave that game last Sunday in Miami with a hand injury, and he's also been ill this week, and as of yesterday, he was not practicing at all this week. Uh, Gabe Davis, with the knee injury that he suffered last Sunday in Miami, was officially ruled out of this game this morning.
1: When we move on to the afternoon game, the Packers... T-
0: time out for one quick thing here. I mean, I, just for a quick little lean here. I would, uh, for a lean, and no bet, but a lean, I'd take the the Steelers to plus 10, but there's tons of nine and a halfs popping up in the last few hours here. Uh, And uh, there's no way I'm betting the Steelers because of Watt's situation, but it would be a lean towards the Steelers.
1: Uh, When it comes to the afternoon game, 2.30 start on Fox. It's the Packers and the Cowboys. Uh, The Packers sitting at plus 7, Cowboys minus 7, over under sitting at 50 and a half. It's McCarthy versus his former team. Uh, the Cowboys here they give up 112.4 yards per game on the ground so with Aaron Jones being back 124 yards versus Carolina 120 yards versus Minnesota and 111 yards versus the Bears in his last three games
0: yeah and uh you know the fun thing uh, we went through a lot of the really good things with the Packers yesterday when we previewed this game but The one thing that has been not good is, you know, the defense has really struggled even in the month of December. And if uh, they lose this game and they don't play well on defense, I think there's a good chance that Joe Barry is going to be fired. Uh, Lots of injuries in this game for the Packers. Jair Alexander now has shoulder and ankle problems. Corey Dillon with the thumb and the neck. Elton Jenkins, their best remaining offensive lineman with a knee and ankle. Multiple injuries for these guys in addition. None of them practiced actually on Thursday. Uh, and So we'll see uh, what their status is for the game on Sunday. Christian Watson has missed the last five games with a hamstring injury. He's their best receiver. Romeo Dobbs also limited in practice yesterday. On the positive side for Green Bay, look Luke, Luke Musgrave, uh, who has missed a bunch of games now with the kidney situation. Uh, he was a, was a full participant on Thursday, so I assume that means he's going to play on Sunday.
1: Uh, and like I said, this is part of uh, my teaser leg with the Cowboys down to minus one and a half that it had paired with the Texans up to eight and a half. So uh, a couple of okay. o- so a couple of others. I'm,
0: I'm- I'm sorry go ahead I was just going to
1: say a couple of other things here can we figure out Jordan Love I mean he's obviously not the same quarterback he was weeks one through seven when he was completing less than 60 percent of his passes Uh, but and you also factor that in too he hasn't thrown an interception now since December 11th against the Giants
0: wow Uh, and that was a terrible game for him against the Giants looked like the Packers were not going to make the playoffs at that point but they obviously recovered from that and the subsequent home loss to tampa bay and figured it out he's been really good i actually think this is going to be a high scoring game i think that both offenses should have an advantage i'm hopeful that the your green bay receivers will all be playing uh, also the fact that aaron jones looked really healthy last last two weeks he's looked really good and he's a huge part of their offense and so forth and the cowboys obviously don't have any problems scoring points at home and uh I'm not going against the Cowboys, who are the only undefeated team in the NFL at home this year. and They won 16 consecutive home games. But I do like the over the total. And, uh, you know, I think this, you know, I mentioned yesterday. I did, you know, was that yesterday or the day before? I guess that was the, uh, I guess that was yesterday. 34-23 uh, to 23 is my score on this game. I just think that both offenses have an advantage in this game.
1: Also, the Packers have allowed 8.8 yards per attempt on passes to players lined up in the slot. So come on down, C.D. Lamb, as Lamb leads the NFL in receiving yards in the slot with 870.
0: Yeah, and I'll just add a couple of injury things for Dallas. Stephon Gilmore at the shoulder. Jonathan Hankins, who's missed several games with the ankle. He's a huge run stuffer for them. And Tyler Smith with the, uh, the offensive lineman who didn't play last week. He has a foot thing. Those guys were all limited participants in Thursday practice, but they were limited, and they don't play till Sunday, so I wouldn't be terribly alarmed. I'd, obviously, they're going have to make a designation tomorrow, uh, today, but it would be very helpful for the uh, Cowboys if those guys were able to play.
1: That'll be the 2.30 game on Fox on Sunday. We'll get into the late night game on Sunday as well as the Monday night football contest for the Super Wild Card Weekend coming up here in the Extra Point. Stay tuned. We still have the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits on the line for you. Located 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. Weekend specials include USDA Choice Certified Angus Beef Tri Tip Roast at $12.99 a pound, the Spatchcock Cut Chickens at $2.99 a pound, Packer brats include Green Chilies and Cheddar Cheese at $5.99 a pound, and the Cowboy Burgers. Bacon, onions, cheddar cheese at $5.99 a pound. Von Hansen's meats.net. More Super Wild Card Weekend games to get into next here in the Extra Point on this Friday, January 12th.
0: Interact with Bob Kim's poll question on KDUS1060.com. That's KDUS1060.com. And while you're there, check out Bob Kent's bottom line at KDUS1060.com.
1: Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. The final game on Sunday in the NFL is the 615 contest between the Rams and the Lions on NBC. Rams uh they are plus three, lions minus three, over-under sitting at 51 and a half. It's Stafford versus the Lions, Goff versus the Rams. Uh, but first What comes to mind to me on the Rams side of things, Puka and Cooper Cup going up against that Lions secondary. And then the second thing for me here is that the Rams have allowed 8.4 yards per attempt to tight ends this season, which is the worst in the NFL. But you have the status in question for Sam Laporta with the Lions.
0: Obviously, he went down with a knee injury last week. He has not participated in practice this week. Uh, you know, Campbell said he's going to play earlier this week. He said that, but then, uh, you know, and, and Laporta said he's going to play. Uh, if he does play, how effective will he be? Also, the Rams have a pretty small injury report, but one key guy on there is Jordan Fuller, who was their best safety uh, with an ankle injury. He had, didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, so check that today and see if uh, there's an update on his status you mentioned uh, the quarterback uh, you know, storyline, obviously, from both sides. Uh, the you know, Basically, you know, the, the whole you know, premise of McVay's offense is play action, and Stafford's great at that. And the reason they've been really good at it lately is that Kyron Williams, he's averaged 95 yards rushing per game on this season now, and that is the uh, – no, no player in the league, no running back in the league has had more yards rushing per game this season – than Williams has actually had
1: when it comes to Williams I have one more stat here uh, he is 0.45 yards over expected uh, in his rushing attempts I will say this though that the Lions defense for their secondary issues they are only giving up 88.8 yards per game on the ground
0: well and that has been kind of an, you need to get some splits on that from like first part of the season to the second half they've had And not really even that. They've had some really good rush defense games, and they've had some games where they've gotten torched, and they've given up big running plays. So I'm not exactly sure how to judge their rush defense. Obviously, it's the first-ever playoff game at uh, Ford Field. This is going to be a fanatical situation, no matter what the quarterback situation was going to be. I actually like the Rams and the points in this game. Uh, You know, you mentioned the number three. There's actually some juice in some threes, and it might actually go higher. So uh, I doubt if it will go higher, but we'll see. The biggest concern I have for somebody that's picking the Rams in this game is that uh, their special teams have been a, really bad, even during this hot streak at the end of the season uh, in the Lions. Uh, but Kalief Raymond, their best kick returner, he may not play either because he got injured in that game last week of a leg. But I'll be holding my breath when the Rams are on special teams, no matter what area special teams, they've had some issues.
1: The game opened, I believe, three and a half. So it's been moving a little bit now down to three. But we'll see what happens uh, as it gets closer to kickoff.
0: Well, last couple hours here, there's a lot of juice in uh, a lot of the Vegas shops. So it might be moving back up a little bit. But uh, like I said earlier, it takes a lot to get off of a three for a playoff game.
1: Hour two of Extra Point is coming up next.